Good morning. Our scripture today comes from the fifth chapter of Second Corinthians. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Miss Marlene. Good morning, church. My name is Rob Lau. I'm one of the pastors here at Ebenezer, and I'm excited today to begin a new sermon series with you called Young Again. See, here's a couple interesting things about Ebenezer Church. Um, we average about 1,100 people in, in worship every Sunday. Um, which makes us the second largest United Methodist Church in the Commonwealth of, of Virginia. Pray, thanks be to God, glory to God, and all that stuff, right? Uh, but what that does not also reflect is the fact that on those same Sundays, we've got 1,100 people in worship, that does not also reflect that we've got between two and 400 other people engaged in other things that they are doing, and you'll see them around campus, they're shorter than everybody else, right? Uh, we have all kinds of children's ministries that are taking place on Sundays. We've got uh, children being ministered to in our nurseries, and children being ministered to in Sunday school, and, and our fourth and fifth graders at the top of the rock, uh, and, and then our, of course, our TNT middle school ministry. And I, I love that. I'm so, I, I'm so proud. I am so proud. Of, of the effort that Ebenezer Church puts into caring for our young people. I am so proud of that. I'm grateful for the people in this room that helped make that happen. God bless you guys. Well done. Here's something I think about sometimes, though. Sometimes I think that we do such a good job of inviting young people into ministry environments where we are, we're talking to them on their level, and appropriately so. Sometimes I wonder if, if, if we're doing a good enough job teaching our children the rhythms of adult worship, right? And so over the course of the next three weeks, what we thought we might do is try and have both of those things at the same time. So in, in just a moment, I'm going to invite our young people up and, and, in, and engage with them for a while. I'll talk to them for a few minutes, and we'll pray together, and then I'll send them back down, and then I'm going to talk to the old people for about uh, three or four minutes, okay? Uh, but, but all of this is designed... Um, chiefly to help our young people experience the, the joy and the wonder and, and the, the, the glory that we get to experience each week as we worship the living God. So without any further ado, I would like to invite children. Couple, wait, 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 wait. There is a further ado. We are live streaming this service, which means, you know, millions of people watching around the world. So if you're in the witness protection program, do not send your children up here, right? Where they will be on video. Uh, also, I want to invite children, uh, fifth grade, uh, sorry, five years old, kindergarten and up. And if, if you have a child who's younger than that that wants to come up, that's fine. I would ask that a parent kind of come and be close in case that child uh, would need you. But so now all the children in the room, come on up here and join me. Come on. And, and you guys want to have a seat right here and facing this way, facing this way, facing facing this way. There we go. All right. Awesome. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Good. This way, Aiden. Yeah. There you go. Good. Look all at all right. you youngins. You do. I love that. This one. Ohio State Buckeyes. You like the Ohio State Buckeyes? Have you ever heard of the Tennessee Volunteers? I like them a lot. No. Okay. Nobody come on. Come around the sides, guys. Come around the sides. Listen. Back row. I need you to do me a favor. 
No falling off the stage. Okay? Can we covenant together to not, not to fall off the stage? Okay? Leaning forward. All right. All right, all right, all right. Hey, I'm excited to have you guys up here. Thank you for coming up here uh, with us today. Just a quick show of hands. How many of you participated in Vacation Bible School this year? Did you love it? Yes, I... I loved it too. It wasn't even, it wasn't even for me. I love vacation Bible school. You know what else I love? Lunch. I do. It's almost lunchtime. Pastor Mark has got something for my lunch. Doesn't that look good? <sighs> Sliced carrots. Right? I'm with you. Some of you like carrots. That's great. I'm not a huge carrot guy. Especially in a can. You know? I don't need that. You know what I do like? Corn. You like corn? So here's the thing. I'm just going to take this label off here. And it just so happens, I've got another label right here. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to put this label right here. Delicious. And now, all of a sudden, guess what? Got some corn! Right? Yeah? It's still carrots? Wait, you're telling me that just because I switched the label does not transform the carrots into corn? No. So I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck with with my with my carrots. Okay. Listen, listen. Let's just forget about the carrots for a minute because it turns out I've got a watermelon to enjoy for my lunch. No, listen, listen, I don't know if you can see it from there or not, but here, right here, it says seedless watermelon right there on the label. So you're saying that it doesn't matter what this label says inside here, there are carrots and it doesn't matter what this label says inside here. This is a lemon. So no matter what the label says, what's inside is still what it was created to be. And guess what? The same is, the same is true about all of you guys. See, here's the thing, right? Through our lives, there are going to be people who are going to try and put labels on us, okay? And, and there are, some of them are labels that we'll like, right? Uh, like you're, maybe you're a, a really good athlete, right? Or maybe you're not a good athlete like Pastor Mark. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different labels. Some people will think of us as short, and some people uh, tall or shorter. Uh, some people will say we have darker skin or lighter skin. Right. Here's what you need to understand. Here's what we got to understand. God does not care about the labels. I can prove it. In the book of First Samuel, the prophet Samuel was looking for the next king of Israel. And he, he looked around and they brought all these people before him and, and, and Samuel said, you haven't brought everybody before me. And, and Jesse, this, this, the father of David said, I didn't bring my youngest son because he's, he's just a boy. And you know what Samuel said back? He said, he said, human beings look at the outside, but God looks at the heart. So here's the first takeaway this morning. No matter what label, is put on you by somebody else, no matter what label you put on yourself. God has created something inside of you that is a masterpiece. It's beautiful. 
And it doesn't matter how your hair is combed or what clothes you're wearing. What is inside is amazing. That's lesson number one. And, and I agree with that. I just want to clarify. I'm, I'm actually pretty good at sports. <laughs> I just want to tell you all that. In fact, has anybody been watching the World Cup? Anyone? You've been watching the World Cup? What game is that? Soccer. All right, you guys want to play some soccer? Yes. Me too. Okay, it's a football, but we could play soccer with a football, right? No. I stand corrected. Okay, well, what uh, what shape is a soccer? A circle. A sphere. What are you, uh, high school? All right. Is this a sphere? No. Yeah. So we can play soccer with this one. It's a volleyball. What do you play with a volleyball? Oh, says it right there, right? Yeah. Fair enough. All right, all right, all right, all right. How about this one? This is bouncy. It's round. It's a basketball. What do you play with a basketball? All right. So wait, you play football with a football, volleyball with a volleyball, and basketball with a basketball. One more, one more chance. Is this soccer ball? Yeah. All right, everybody raise your hands. Let's play soccer together. You ready? Not yeah. catch, right? Is that how we play? Yeah. No. You, you need to use the restroom? I'm sure your mommy and daddy would love to help you. You just go that way. Yeah, do you want to go right over there? You are adorable. Just right over there. Mommy and daddy can come and help you. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I need bathroom breaks, too. It's, yep, that's it's right. true. You got the rest of this, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so when you're playing soccer, you play with your feet. So that we play with soccer ball. Well, there's another game that I like. There's another game that I like. What game is this? King pong. And I've got a special ball that has dimples in it. Well, that's okay. You can play ping pong with a golf ball, right? You can't. You, I, so what, what do you play with this thing? Golf? So what do you use to play with a golf ball? A stick. A stick. Very big stick, right? Now you play with what? A club. Golf clubs. Golf clubs, golf ball, ping pong ball for a ping pong paddle. Basketball plays basketball, volleyball for volleyball. Okay, so a football is used for a special purpose to play football. In fact, did you know a soccer ball? What shape is that? Can anybody tell me? Close. It's a. Uh, it's got five sides. So it's a pentagon. That's right. Actually, yeah, whoever said hexagon, you're right too. So uh, a soccer ball is generally made of pentagons and hexagons for the shape, so that it's easier to kick. And so it was made specifically for a purpose. These were made. For a special purpose. They're special and uniquely made. Do you know that's true of you too? God made each of you and all of you too and all of us for a special purpose. Now, I'm not saying that we can do anything we want all the time. We're not made to do everything. We're made to do uniquely a special thing 
that God has prepared in advance for us to do that makes us special. There's something that only you can do. There's something that only I can do that we were designed to do. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, You are God's handiwork or masterpiece. You were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for you to do. So just like the football was designed to play football and the soccer ball was designed to play soccer, God created you and me and all of us for a purpose, right? Yep, I love it. So here's where we've been so far, okay? One, no matter what label is on you, what's inside is a masterpiece. It's beautiful. Two, God created you to do something special. The same way that a football was created to play football and a soccer ball was created to play soccer, God has created you to do something special that only you can do. All right, you ready for our third and final lesson? All right, here we go. Let's say that I... I I understand that there is something beautiful inside of me and that God has called me to go change the world. So I start off on my journey to go and change the world. And one day I climb up on top of the mountaintop and I think, oh no, I need to get to the other mountaintop. What could I do? Well, I could climb down, but I could fall and really hurt myself. So what if I just decided to build a bridge? So I build a bridge between the two mountaintops and I start to walk across it and... Uh Uh-oh, that did not go well, right? So, I got an idea. What if, what if we started doing this? I'm making the piece of paper into something called a corrugated shape, okay? It just means that we're folding back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Fourth, you guys keep picking it up, man. I love that. I love that. I love it. So, uh, back and forth one more time. Okay, now, now, all of a sudden we have changed the shape. Now watch what happens. Are you ready? Whoa! What? See, see, here's the deal, right? Just just left to its own, the piece of paper wasn't very strong, was it? But when somebody took the time to fold it, to change it, to mold it, right? When somebody took the time, it made that very simple piece of paper much, much stronger. We could use it now for a purpose. We could even drop it from really, really high like that. I didn't. Nope. Close. That's my Ebenezer rock, by the way. It says you are loved. I love that rock. Guys, three things we learned today, okay? No matter what labels are on us, there's something inside of you that is amazing, beautiful, a masterpiece. And God has made you for a purpose. There is something you can do that nobody else can do as well as you will be able to do it. But here's the third and most important thing. If that's all we know, that God has created us for something special and that God has made us a masterpiece, we're still going to stay kind of weak and flimsy until we entrust ourselves into God's hands and let God start to work with us and make us stronger and stronger and stronger so that together we can change the world. Hey, thank you for being part of today. I want to conclude our time together by praying with each other. And here's how I want to do it. 
I want to speak a line of a prayer and I want you guys to repeat after me. Do you think you could try that with me? All right, let's pray together. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me and for making me special and for making me special. Thank you for giving me a purpose. Thank you for giving me a purpose. Help me to trust you. Help me to trust you with all my gifts, with all my gifts. So together with my friends, so together with my friends, we could change the world. We can change the world in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Amen. Have you guys enjoyed hanging out with us up here today? Yeah. You have? Right. Will you promise, will you come back and see us again next week? Because we got, we got more stuff to do next week. We, next week, it's about to get crazy in here, okay? Will you come back and hang out with us again? All right. Would all of you join, uh, join me in thanking our young friends for being with us? You guys can head back to your seats. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Careful stepping down. Be careful. So just just a couple of minutes with uh, the old fogies in the room, okay? Uh, here, uh, listen. <laughs> two two things I want to say to you, folks. First. I had somebody come into my office this week who'd been through a really, really rough couple of weeks. And one of the things he communicated to me was he just needed somebody to tell him that he was good. And, and it made me start thinking about some of the darker moments in my life. And we all have dark moments in our lives. And in those difficult moments, there's this narrative that, that begins to play in our heads. And that narrative starts to tell us that we're not good enough and we're, we're not what God has called us to be. It tells us of, about all of our failures and all of our mistakes. Have you had a narrative like that? Have you ever had that voice in your head? Probably, if you've lived very long, you have had that voice. But that is not the voice of truth, church. Here's what the scripture says about you and about me. It says you are loved and there's nothing you can do about it. It says that you have a place to belong here in Christ Church. And it, it says that God not only created us, but God created us with a reason, a purpose in this world. Said differently, what, what is true for children 5 through 5th grade is also true for children of God who are 85 years old. Brothers and sisters, the narrative that needs to be playing through our head is the voice of God's truth as found in Scripture. Which means this for you. It does not matter what labels somebody else has put on you. It doesn't even matter what labels you put on yourselves. My brothers and sisters, the truth of God tells us we are loved and there's nothing we can do about it. That inside of you there is a masterpiece. God created the mountains and formed the wind. God created the oceans. God looks at those things and says, "Eh, they're pretty good, but this right here is my masterpiece. Secondly, God created us with purpose. And finally, if we entrust the gifts that God has shared with us back into God's hands, God is going to make us stronger and together we will be able to change the world. What is true for a five-year-old is true for an 85-year-old. And every once in a while, we just need somebody to remind us of the truth. Secondly, next week we're going to baptize six more people. I'm excited about it. 
Uh, in fact, through the month of May, we have baptized more people this year than we, than we did in all of last year. I don't know why, but I'm really happy about it, right? Praise the Lord. And when we baptize, when we baptize people, we make a covenant as a church that, that we are going to be good examples for those who are around us. That, that by watching us, they, these children, these young people will grow and, and want Christ for themselves. I, I think it's really important that we invest in the lives of our children so that when it's time for them to make a decision for or against Christ, they choose Christ. Do you agree that it's important for us to invest in the lives of our children in these powerful ways? Yes? All right. So here's, here's something I think is true. I think we do want to invest in the lives of our children and grandchildren and the children in this church, but we don't always know how. And I came across something this week I just wanted to share with you. I had a meeting with a grandfather in our church uh, this week. Um, and, and he brought in this copy of a... It's a contract. It's an agreement. It's a memorization agreement that uh, he has made with four out of the five of his grandchildren. He'll make it with the fifth grandchild when the fifth grandchild is old enough. But here's the agreement. Uh, the grandchildren who, with whom he has entered into contract have covenanted to learn these eight things by their 10th birthday. The titles of all 66 books of the Bible, the Ten Commandments, the 23rd Psalm, the Twelve Apostles, the Apostles' Creed, the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and John 3.16. Have them memorized by the time they're, they're 10 years old. That's pretty cool. And, and 10 years old, 10 year olds can, can do things like that. Many of us had those same things memorized when we were, were that age. And, and here's the cool thing. Uh, when, when the children, uh, complete all eight items, granddad was giving them 10 bucks an item for it. Right, so he gives them a little payday, and and in addition to that, if they can name something extra special about one of those things, they can make a little more money on the side. I think it's just such a cool idea. His next project with his grandkids, he he just had a grandchild who completed this process. He he gave him a new um, a new uh, program. He said, if if you will memorize the Gettysburg Address, I'll I'll take you to Gettysburg. And I'll let you stand in the same place that Abraham Lincoln stood and recite the Gettysburg Address that you've memorized. Right? I love it. Here, here's the thing. We have the opportunity to invest in the lives of our children in such a way that the voices we don't want them to hear, the negative voices are pushed out in favor of the voice of the living God in their lives. A voice that tells them that they are beautiful, that they are loved, that they have purpose, that there's a place for them to belong. But our children are oftentimes, they're not going to stumble on that. We are the ones who are going to have to teach our young people the voice that should be in their heads. So thank you for being part of today. I hope you'll come back and be with us next week as we return to our, our Young Again series. But until then, remember this. You are loved. You do belong. And you have purpose. The Bible tells us so. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, I thank you for the young people in this room. I thank you for the gift that you have given to us in the form of their presence. God, I think about my own children and the gifts that they are. I thank you for the way that they enrich our lives and bring such joy to us. I thank you for the opportunity to invest in the lives of other children here. 
to tell them stories and, and teach them new ideas about you. I thank you for everyone who is involved in this process of teaching our children your stories or teaching them how to sing your, your praises or teaching them how to be together in Christian community. Thank you, God, for our children. Thank you for their teachers. Thank you for their parents, for grandparents, for friends, for every person in this room who you have called to raise up the next generation of believers. For the truth is, you have called every person in this room to help raise up the next generation of believers. God, we thank you for the testimony of truth that walked out of this building today in the form of over 70 students and volunteers on their way to West Virginia for the Axis mission trip. We give you thanks that that generation's faithfulness is secure. And we ask for your grace to begin forming the next generation. That year after year, decade after decade, the church of Jesus Christ will move forward until your kingdom is built. We pray these things with great expectation. For we pray them in the name of the Lord our God. And all of Christ's people said, Amen.